trash talking about plates from the rock that we ate ones we love ones we hate some are good some are great one meat two sides hot sauce we're your guides rob andy and randy and sometimes a guest Welcome to Talking Trash, a Rochester-based food podcast where we rate and review local and national food favorites. I'm Rob. I'm Randy. And I'm Andy. And this week we have McCann's Local Meats versus Soho Bagel Cafe in our second semifinals matchup. Which sandwich will go up against Balsam Bagels in the finals? Today we find out. And today we welcome longtime listener and even longer time friend, Nick! What's up, everybody? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Here I am, ready to bring the heat. Oh, man. That's that's just what we need tonight, Nick. Thanks for bringing the heat. And uh, so uh, what's happening, dude? Oh, not much. Uh, just smoked a little barbecue yesterday. I shared a picture of that with you guys. That is not for my weekend food, so <laughs> I'll just tell you that's, that's what I was up to. That's but you know was- what? Let's touch on that real quick because... I saw an Instagram post from McCann's where one of our breakfast sandwich this week is from. And so I went to pick those up and I saw this Instagram post and they were making what I wrote it down, beef, bacon, and barbecue sausages. So I sent you guys a picture and I was like, Hey, I'm going to buy a couple links of this sausage. Would anybody else be interested in having some? And both Rob and Nick were like, yes, get me four links of the sausage. And so, Nick, you smoked it. I grilled it. Rob, have you had yours yet? No, but I was pan- I was planning on pan frying it in a skillet. So three three different styles of cooking. I love it. Nick, what did you think of the? This is nothing to do with the, the true competition today, but what did you think of those sausages? Uh, they were delicious. They were different. Uh, obviously, not your your spicy Italian flavor. Um, but I just thought such such a different sausage and. I, I that's the first time I've smoked sausages with a smoker and they tasted really good. I think it, that specific type worked well. Um, it was great. Yeah. I thought it was funny because I think last episode, Randy shared in his plugs uh, about a place that does sausages. Was that Triano's Randy? Yeah. Triano's in uh, Greece. So then we got talking about sausages. I think I had seen one from skips. So I was talking up this one from skips that had like blueberry bourbon in it. And then I got hoodwinked by McCann's. I saw it's basically whatever is the most recent sausage advertisement I see. I just go buy it. That's kind of how I operate. So we grilled them up. Yeah, very different. They were they were expensive because McCann's kind of has high price point, but they were great. I would do that a couple times a year. Just, you know, see what kind of crazy flavors they have. I know they do that by me at Skips, too. I got to I got to get over there and check out what kind they have. They always have a bunch of different ones. always has. Oh, Rubino's, yep. Costanza's over yeah. in the west side, or in the east side, rather. Man, maybe we should do a, a specialty sausage off one of these days. I think that's what we said last week with Jamie, and uh, I, it might just happen to ha- have to happen. We'll add it to the list. <laughs> I like it. So, Nick, I think what's on the minds of all of our listeners is what kind of rig are you running, man? <laughs> well, well, you know, it's your standard electric smoker. Okay. Um, people probably a lot of a lot of thoroughbred smokers don't enjoy that the electric smoker but but that's what i use it's easier it's a master built smoker it's got a four or five drawers or shelves on it so you could you get some bang for your buck there it's nice 
Uh, it we, sounded like uh, Nick was pandering to the uh, veteran smoking crowd when he said drawers. I, I mean shelves, because that's what they <laughs> definitely say on the the meat smoking boards. Oh my god! Our, Whatever they're called, the, the metal things. <laughs> now, did so, Nick? Question: I've had smoked sausage before. Did it give the casing like a really hard snap to it, or was it just like a normal sausage, basically? And I thought it was a normal sausage as far as the snap. I didn't. I didn't see it to be more different than others. Um, okay. I, I smoked them low and slow. Like I left them on there for three and a half hours. Okay. So. Gotcha. That's good. That's good info. Yeah. So, so moving on, we're gonna go into our week in food. Which again, Nick clarified that that was not part of his week in food. So, Nick, what was in your week in food? Well. This is also something I shared with you guys. My family and I have been longtime fans of the restaurant that was by us, the diner Schmegs. They unfortunately closed during the pandemic in July of last year. The chef cooked at multiple restaurants in between. He went to Fatso's for a little bit. We chased him there for a few meals. Then he went to a, a rival restaurant, Jack's. And we did not have any of that food because that place looks great but i haven't been there in a while um and then we got a tip from randy that he was cooking at bathtub billy's sunday for brunches so we went there last week there's one sandwich i love he does it's called the curly steak bomber it's like shaved steak on a cheeseburger in homemade sub roll with curly fries on top and a meat hot sauce that was not on the menu but I special ordered it, and boy, did he deliver. It was freaking amazing. I, I like that he had all the supplies to do it. <laughs> yeah, I was worried. I w- but, yeah, they had fries there, and then I was worried that I did not see uh, a steak sandwich, so I'm glad they had somewhere. Around. There's a lot of uh, food insider action in that story, like Koval, or, sorry, Nick ordering off-menu. And uh, Randy with the uh, inside info. Randy, who's your man on the inside or, or your contact to find out about this cook? That was our guest, Cody, from uh, one of our previous episodes. He went there and he said that, I think they're called BTBs now, right, Nick? Yeah, yep. Um, and he said it's at the mall, right? Grease Ridge Mall? Is it yep. a mall where the old hooligans was? So. Yeah. He somehow knew that. And I know, I know Schmeg's biggest fan, Nick. I had to send that out immediately. Let you know. So wait a minute. BTBs is not in its old spot. So are they not doing, because we used to go there for, for uh, beach volleyball in the back all the time. Is there something there in its place now, or is it? Don't know. I'm not sure. Someone text Cody. (laughs) Rob only knows about the new location not the old one Rob I can tell you they do they are having two for one mimosas or bloody marys on Sunday morning does that help I think that answers your question but the beach volleyball Uh, I was gonna say Nick when you said that you weren't sure if they had steak I was gonna be like they could just send a bus boy over to skips across the parking lot and uh guess they can't. I mean, he- oh no, Rob, Rob's going to be off this whole podcast. His his recreational sports schedule is going to be way off if the oh. BTBs is closed. <laughs> oh, that's that that I'm reeling. 
I'm reeling over here. <laughs> well, well, Nick, anything else for your weekend food? I guess I'll take over the hosting duties because Rob's gonna go Google this. <laughs> no, that was that was the highlight. Uh, yeah, that was that's pretty good. I loved it. So thank you, Randy. You're thank welcome, you, Cody. Nick. Andy, um, what about your weekend food? Okay. Uh, the, the McCann sausage was one thing I wanted to talk about. We got that taken care of. Uh, quick hit for the weekend food. We've been binging TV shows, still watching Survivor. We're on season 19. The Russell, the Russell era begins. If you know that guy, he's a Survivor legend. And we keep seeing the same advertisements, you know, like every other season we get new ads and they're basically the same ones every time. And they've been running these Popeye's chicken ads. And my wife was very, like, she just kept seeing them and the advertising worked, you know, same way it worked for me with the, the sausage ads. And she's like, I think we should get Popeye sometime. So we got Popeye's chicken sandwiches the other night and they were awesome. So that's just a quick hit. And then guess what? I saw another ad somewhere for, this was like a week ago and I forgot about it. At Sonic, the Oreo Big Scoop cookie dough blast you guys seen that commercial it's it's yeah. like a it's like a blizzard or an arctic swirl they call it their blast and it has cookie dough bites and oreo in it but then on the top of it they put a big scoop of edible cookie dough on it and it was so good we tried it and i was like pretty nervous about it because it had this artificial cookie dough on top and it, that was the best part. It was so bizarre. Really? I was, I thought it was going to taste terrible, but it was really good. Andy, I have a quick question. Yes. On average, about how many commercials do, do you think it takes you before you buy that item? Well, it's got to be in the wheelhouse. It's got to be something, you know, I see commercials for other types of food that I'm not interested in, but an Ar- Arctic swirl type experience with a scoop of cookie dough on it that I probably just saw the picture of that once. And I said, we got to <laughs> try this, but uh, yeah. So we were heavily influenced by uh, these were not targeted ads. These are, you know, mostly on TV and I happen to follow McCann's. So I guess that's targeted in a way, but I chose to be targeted by them. Andy, do you think Don Draper himself made that Sonic commercial? <laughs> I think anyone could have just taken a photo of an ice cream sundae with a cookie dough on top and made, just showed me that and, I, and I'm in. I, it does sound pretty good. And, and I would have shared your same trepidation about the edible cookie dough is so hit or miss. Yeah, this was pretty good. That's, that's good to know. That's not a rave, rave review, I guess. The whole thing was pretty good, but the cookie dough on top was much better than the little frozen bites. So that was where the disappointment was. But there's Oreo in there too, so. Was there whipped cream on top? No, because there's just a giant scoop of cookie dough. Have you been listening, Rob? <laughs> but I'm but I'm like, could you put whipped cream on top of the cookie? You dough? could probably, it's got one of those like open top tops to it. You could probably yeah. spray some whipped cream right. You could, or I'm sure if you asked, they would do it. Okay. Might give you a little less ice cream. It was one of those things too, where they had the small was a ripoff at like, you know, 429 and then like the other size was 459. So I was like, yeah, obviously we're getting the big ones. And since it's like a blizzard, you eat it with a spoon because. Yeah. And because it's a blizzard, you can just save half of it. So we yeah. just threw them in the freezer. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm so healthy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
healthy steps. Healthy so, steps. you know, we ate a bunch of other normal food this week, but those are just like some of the crazy things we had. They were delicious. That's my week. Awesome. Randy, you're weak in food. Uh, Rob, can you let me share my screen as I uh, introduce this? So yeah, let me stop. <laughs> Laurel and I last Monday, we decided to um, try to start eating healthy again. Uh, oh, like so- my family. So we, uh, we decided to just only eat blizzards for the week. No, we decided to, uh, try this Mediterranean, you know, food, they call it a diet, but lifestyle, I guess you would say. Um, so can you guys see my screen? Yeah. So I made a spreadsheet. So I found some websites and, um, Essentially, I went through a couple of these websites and I made a spreadsheet for breakfast, lunch, dinner, side snacks, desserts, salads, and soups. And then I went through and put recipes for each of these in here. So it's a decent size and I'm color coding it. So we've already made a few of these dishes. We made salmon burgers tonight. Um, We had baked cod uh, last week. Um, We did some tuna pasta. And so green means definitely do it again. Yellow means meh, if we need to mix it up a little bit and red would mean it wasn't good. Um, and so like our idea here is we're just going to try it, even stuff that doesn't sound good. Um, if it's a good recipe that we got from online, we're still going to give it a shot. And if we don't like it, we just never do it again. Um, so I also have restaurants. So we did Core Life and Aladdin's and did some Greek stuff from both of those. So color coding those got shopping lists and another one. So went through and did like snack lists and seeds and olives and chips and hummus and the different types that are good to get. Um, so trying to really keep this pretty organized. And uh, so far, um, I'm the heaviest I've ever been in my entire life as of this morning. Uh so I don't think it's working, but <laughs> I feel like the food has been really, really good. So we're going to keep doing it. Um, and hopefully we see a little bit of healthy effects from it. Yeah, there's a lot of fish oil in a lot of those meals, Randy. You should maybe go something leaner like a fried chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> People on those Mediterranean places, they do a lot of walking, you know? That's a real benefit to living over. And That Europe. is actually in all the websites. It says you should you should definitely be walking. Yeah. Uh, and also I had Taco Bell yesterday, which probably didn't help. <laughs> so I, we're trying. We probably have those over in Greece. Yeah, yeah I they have so. Taco Bells, yeah. They don't have any Greek things on the menu, as I asked, <laughs> but they do have probably Taco Bells in Greece. Well, that's that's a, that's an impressive-looking spreadsheet, Randy. I, I wish you the best of luck on that. Um, I'm kind of shocked that the tuna pasta dish only got a yellow and not a green. But <laughs> Yeah, just delete it if it gets a yellow at that point, right? Yeah. We're just uh, keeping it out there. It was okay, but I'd say the second day of it wasn't as good. The, the know, cod, I've never had cod before. It was phenomenal. Oh, Whatever the sauce best. we made with it, oh, it was like buttery. It was so good. Did you Wait, know that leftover you can, um, pasta wasn't great? <laughs> What'd you say, Nick? What? Leftover tuna pasta wasn't great? <laughs> That's surprising. Not so great. And you can ask my coworkers. They didn't appreciate that I heated it up in the microwave in the oh, office no. either. So. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't hold over as well as a blizzard from Sonic, or whatever the first second day. Yeah, that microwaved great. <laughs> Randy, you know you don't have to uh, <clears throat> paste the entire link every time, right? You can do a hyperlink and just write like tuna pasta, and hyperlink that. 
Uh, yeah, I knew that. Let's, but let's talk more about that outside that's of my, the podcast. Andy. My own organizational let's driving discuss me crazy. That right after <laughs> looking at all those links. Oh my God. That's, that's pretty great. Um, this, uh, for my weekend food was not as healthy as Randy's. Um, I had, uh, we went to Arby's and I had a classic beef and cheddar from Arby's. And for my side, I had mozzarella sticks which were really res- respectable good mozzarella sticks then a vanilla shake all three were awesome arby's is great i i think it's a very underrated fast food place i love arby's and then just today i had uh, Craiglio's pizza and it's so good it's it's not i, I still think carbones is the best pizza in the area, area. Craiglio's has to be a close second it's, I've it's talked so about Craglio's before on the pod because my wife, that's the place they order from at work. And I think I told you in some, it was some breaking food news uh, a couple weeks ago that the old Pizza Hut by me, they were, it got some work started on it. And I looked in the back of the parking lot and there was a Craglio's van and it is officially the signage is up now and everything. It's going to be a Caraglio's right by my house. So nice. we're pretty excited over at my house. Yeah. They just, they do a great pepperoni pie. It's, it's awesome. And uh, that's, <laughs> that's about it. Nothing, nothing healthy. I did have a pretty terrible, like Randy, I had a, a, a weekend of eating really terrible food. So I did buy a lot of lettuces and I'm trying to actually like eat salad, which I haven't had consistent salad eating in probably years so i had my first salad back the other day and it tasted a lot like salad so uh <laughs> it was okay honestly <laughs> rob those those bagged salads at wegmans are pretty good like i could give you a few of the flavors that i really like i could send you some hyperlinks to them if you really want <laughs> i oh can you can you only if it's a super long hyperlink and i have no yeah. idea what it is before i click those on. things are like paragraphs yeah <laughs> Yeah, you can really tighten up that spreadsheet with those. Uh, it is an extra. It's an extra step, though, every time. And he, Randy had a lot, a lot of those. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's not because I didn't know to, how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, let's transition. And Nick, as our guest, could you share your breakfast samstery with our many fans? Oh yeah, with all the fans. All of them. Uh, yeah, my breakfast samstery is pretty nondescript i guess kind of like jamie i really don't remember my first breakfast sandwich i will go on the record as saying breakfast is my least favorite meal and breakfast foods are my least favorite foods whoa so you got the curly bomber at brunch that's like a that's like a lunch or dinner option yeah yeah or three lunches or dinners um (laughs) yeah so uh, I also, here's another hot take. I'm in uh, Chris's, slick Chris's band camp there with, I don't enjoy the sweet for breakfast. I only want the salty and savory. So all that being said, I've had my fair share of egg McMuffin sandwiches, sausage, uh, bagel and cheese and all that. Um, and I, I'll eat them. That's fine. I'll eat them, but I prefer something else for breakfast that did not stop us from buying a breakfast sandwich maker for our house. So you just insert a slice of bread, cheese, whatever meat you want, 
and an egg. And in four minutes, you have a terrific breakfast sandwich. You're the king of the, the kitchen gadgets, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to throw that one out there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you thought we would enjoy that. Yep. I knew you would. <laughs> For a guy who hates breakfast. Right. And don't worry, we upgraded this year and got a double breakfast sandwich maker. So now you can make two at once. Because you have to wait four minutes at a time. Yes. Okay. I have two things to say. Number one, Koval, we're the only ones who get to make fun of our low listenership. Okay. (laughs) Guests don't come on and get to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, this is a great question. Um, but you made me think of it because of your preference. You're at the, you're at a diner at 1030. You probably always go lunch based on what you said. You always, is that your move? That is my move. Yes. I almost always until recently went lunch and regretted it. Cause right. I do like breakfast food, but how, I like them. I like them equally probably, but I would always like see something. And then my wife would get, I do like the sweets. She'd get like pancakes or something. And I'd be like, oh man, I blew it or whatever. So I feel like for me, I get more options to eat lunch and dinner out and I'm not out to breakfast much. So I feel like recently I've been take, trying to take more advantage of that. Rob, what do you, what do you prefer? I, you know, I, I skip breakfast most days, but I do like a breakfast and, and I, I'm probably split equally between, um, between savory and sweet. I actually just, I had a, a savory breakfast run in over the weekend, actually, that I forgot to share where there was a, I was staying at a hotel and they had a waffle maker and they had these like pre-measured out cups of batter. And, you know, we're in a, in a hotel, we're all masked up. We're being careful. I go over there and I see that the batter is like totally separated. So I got a fork and I mixed it all up perfectly. And I did all the spraying and all that stuff and put it, <laughs> poured the batter to the waffle maker and flipped it. This guy walks up to me to the other waffle maker, no mask on. And I look at this guy and I'm like, what a punk. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to even tell him how to do the batter the right way. I'm going to let this idiot make his waffle the wrong way. So he takes the batter, doesn't even stir it, just dumps this watery, nasty looking batter on that waffle iron. And I'm sitting there next to him just thinking like, man, my waffle is going to be so good. And this idiot who doesn't wear a mask is going to have like the worst waffle ever. And then my waffle came out and it looked like total crap. It was just not good. So I, but you are known as the bad boy of continental (laughs) breakfast. That's true. That's true. I did throw a hard boiled egg at his head when I walked away, (laughs) but uh, Nick, I did have a follow-up question for you though. So you don't like a sweet breakfast, but do you like sweets in general? Yeah. So I, yeah, more towards my taste, I guess I'll eat more at dinner and skip desserts at birthday parties. I won't eat cake or the pies as much. Um, yeah. More of a salty snacky guy. Gotcha. Follows. Hey, Randy, you're at the diner 1030. What are you doing? Meatloaf. Rob already knows this. It's happened multiple (laughs) times before. That's a real answer. Yeah. Right. You go go dinner. Sure. Meatloaf is so hit or miss at a diner too. Yeah, I, in the morning. It's a real gamble. Uh, I used to hate breakfast. I was with Nick. And then somebody showed me about eggs that are sunny side up and you dip the toast in them. And I don't know why, but that just did it for me. So that's like my go-to. 
You were always the grilled hard roll guy. That Geneseo's grilled hard roll, hard roll, and then later on was the meatloaf, and then I found out about the sunny side eggs, and I started. That's a pretty common trend, you know. People (laughs) take that path quite often. And then from sunny side eggs to tuna pasta. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I mean, exactly. That's a dish you could eat at any time. (laughs) Yep. Very versatile. Just not the next day. (laughs) So that's, that is incredible that have, were there any good meatloafs out there, Randy, that you could speak to? Last one I remember getting was at the diner across from Wegmans at East Ave. And it was pretty good. You actually would be surprised. The meatloafs are actually better than you would think at most places. The country club diner? Yeah. The country club diner. That was it. The plural is meatloaves with a V. Meatloaves. I usually order one, so I don't have to say that word, but <laughs> now I know. It's got to be hard to scrub meatloaf. I mean, it's just ground beef and stuff. I mean, ground beef is always good. You just smush a bunch of beef together. You know it's going to be good when they call it like grandma's meatloaf. That's how I know it's always going to be a good one. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. If it says that, it has to actually be made by a legal grandmother. I'm going to correct you. You are wrong. What? Uh, I've never heard that before. <laughs> it's like champagne has to be you know, made in, in the champagne region. Grandma's meatloaf has to be made by an actual grandmother. Possibly. They put it, you they know put, what? I'll look into it, Rob. They put a little <laughs> a sticker on them. Made by an actual. And there's a little picture of her. <laughs> Okay, after that, after that killer joke, let's move on to the actual breakfast sandwiches. So, so guys, uh, we're going to go around and describe the sandwich we ordered and, and the general qualities and characteristics. So, Nick, as our guest, what did you order from Soho and, and what do you like about it specifically? What, what was maybe in need of improvement? Okay, uh, so from Soho, I did jalapeno bagel, bacon egg and cheese. Um, Typically I would go sausage, but I really wanted to compare the bacon between the two restaurants. So that's why I went with the bacon here. I thought the bagel was good. It was chewy, which I know has been mentioned before with the Soho bagel, Uh, but it had a nice, it did have that spicy taste you want at the back end of a bagel that's supposed to be jalapeno. So it had the flavor. Um, The bacon I thought was just standard pre-cooked bacon it was uh pretty chewy i thought not really crispy um the egg was there and it was on on the sandwich and i don't know much more i didn't get an egg flavor from it really but it was there it was it was good enough the cheese i had the same feelings about the cheese i thought the cheese was it was cheese it didn't stand out it was there uh, to me, it tasted like a, just a pre-slice of American cheese. Um, not that I noticed very melty. Again, it was my fault with the timing that we had to switch everything due to soccer tournaments. So maybe if it had been a little warmer, the cheese would have been meltier. But at the time that I ate it, I don't feel it was still oozy. Um, I thought the sandwich in all was just, it was very chewy. Uh needed some water to get through it but saying all that i would definitely eat it again very good and then my son had can i throw what nikki had in there 
You can, but he does not He's get due. a vote. So I should not do it. I won't do it. Then. No, no, do it. What do you? Yeah. What, oh, what I was gonna bring the. I was gonna bring this up because this your wasn't... son is an innovator. Okay, go ahead. Well, I would. You tell us what he ordered. I actually okay. don't remember. I just remember the concept of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great. So Nikki, kind of following in Dad's footsteps, not a fan of eggs. So he ordered everything bagel with bacon, sausage, and cheese, and he loved it. He and. It's all meat and cheese on a bagel on a carb. It's got to be good. Um, he said it was delicious. He would definitely want another one. So, I mean, I'm team egg is least important as well. And so usually I will say what I thought about the egg, but ultimately it doesn't really factor into my decision other than maybe two or three places where it kind of stood out, like a village bakery or a Wegmans. Those ones I thought the eggs were really good on. But yeah, it, that's kind of his order follows in the footsteps of like just the plain sausage McMuffin at McDonald's, which is a great breakfast sandwich, even without the egg. And actually kind of like McCann's, which has two different kinds of meat on it. But uh, I just thought that was legendary. And kids can get away with stuff like that because right. you're just like, oh, yeah, he's kind of a picky eater or whatever. You can say whatever you want. Kids can order whatever they want because they're just kids are crazy and they're figuring stuff out. But. What a, what a nice little spot he's found there with the, the double meat. That's, that's a great order. And, and some, some of the sandwiches we've had in the competition, the egg brought it down. So if we had done this, it might've, you know, who knows where some of them would, would have gone. I, won't, I guess I we have to do it over and just do one without <laughs> eggs. <laughs> yep. I guess we have to now. Okay. Uh, Andy, your Soho order. Okay. So this is a semifinal matchup. So we we've had Soho before. And I had the sausage last time. I went bacon this time uh, because I did sausage last round and McCann's doesn't have sausage. So I got a cinnamon raisin bagel, bacon, egg, and cheese. The cinnamon raisin bagel was better than the French toast bagel I had last time because the flavor was much more prominent. You could definitely tell it was cinnamon raisin bagel as soon as you bit into it. I like the sweet bagels in my sandwiches. The French toast from Balsam's probably one of the best that we've had and uh physically it was a great bagel crispy outside chewy inside i think we mentioned when we were on cody's episode it almost tastes like they kind of press it or heat it up on the top and bottom or maybe it's just well toasted but that's how mine was again this time the bacon i thought it looked amazing so i open up the mccann sandwich we cut them in half a little piece of bacon fell off i took a bite it was great like last time and then I saw the bacon on the Soho one and it looked great to me. I thought it looked, mine looked like, like cooked bacon. You know, maybe Nick had a different experience. Mine looked like it was cooked. So I went to take a bite. It was terrible. It tasted like plastic. And what happened was plastic got in my sandwich. I don't really want to hold it against them, but it ruined the flavor of everything. The, all of my bacon tasted like plastic and it was just a little tiny piece that I found. Rob saw it. He's a witness. Um, I did see it. I wish I could have gotten to taste it with good bacon. I didn't really know what to do because there wasn't any more plastic on there. So I wanted to try the bacon and see if it was good, but it was just very disappointing because it looked good. So that stunk. Uh, there was a fried egg. Mine still had a little dot of run in the middle, which was good. I thought it was above average egg, but again, least important 
Bacon's kind of a big deal for me. And American cheese standard, like Nick said. So that was my sandwich. Uh, I was just so bummed about the bacon. Nothing I can do about it, though. Andy, where do you think the plastic came from? Do you have any idea? Was it like a plastic fork or the spatula? It, was, it wasn't as thin as like an American cheese slice a bit of plastic. It was more like the type of thing you'd find in a package of bacon from Wegmans, like that type of plastic. So, But in a restaurant, who knows where that's coming from? They might just have slabs of bacon. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to jump in just because I got a similar order to Andy, uh, Randy. So I had a sesame bagel. I thought it had good chew. I wrote, I said the fried egg was nice, but I said the bacon had a good smoky flavor. And two lines down in my notes, I said, really like the bacon. So I don't know what... <laughs> Yeah, I, don't know. I, thought it, I thought it looked great. It just, I, mine happened to be on top of a piece of plastic when it cooked or whatever. So yeah. bummer. Yeah, so I don't know what, what happened. Unfortunately, you didn't get a good experience, but I, I thought it was one of the better bacons we've had in the competition. Uh, yeah, sorry, dude. Randy, what do you get? This is my fault, Andy. Uh, he was You put the, the plastic in? He was taking the bacon out of the plastic. I was like, oh, no, no, my buddy likes it with it on. And uh, so I think he kept it on there. Uh, I I asked the guy what would be a good bagel because they have a few I'd never had. So he said Italian. So I got the Italian bagel, which is really just, I think, a bagel with Italian seasoning um, mixed into the dough. Uh, It was tasty, not a very strong taste to it, but it was good. Uh, Definitely, uh, it was a little bit harder, I'd say, than the last time we got it, um, but chewy. Um, and that's, I think, like, it kind of reminds me of a little bit of uh, the bagels, et cetera, a little bit. Like, it's got that chewiness to it, um, which I really like is the bagel. Like, that's one of my favorite types of bagels is like that. And um I think uh, the Italian taste was very mild. It had egg, again, fried egg, fresh egg, which I really liked. Um, so overall, I like the taste. I think comparing it to other bagels we've had, though, I felt like there wasn't a lot of egg into it. Um, and this was one of the picks that I had to bring in the competition. And I think going through so many breakfast sandwiches now, I can easily compare. And I think I would, I would like to do this if I did again with like another egg in there, I just didn't feel like it was enough. And then like Andy said, for him, it's not a big deal, but because I don't get meat on mine, I always judge the egg, um, pretty harshly, or I, I use it a lot in my judgment. So, uh, overall I thought it was pretty good. Randy, what was the bagel you got last time? It had like a weird acronym, like the ground yeah, or was, something. Oh, and what was it? It was Chonga, cheese, Chonga. onion, and garlic. Um, Sounds like a again, wrestler from the 80s. <laughs> again, it wasn't like it wasn't an overpowering taste. Like I almost kind of wish there was more taste to it. Same with the Italian. Like there was most of it tasted kind of plain with a little bit of Italian. So I was looking for more of a taste with it. But um, yeah, overall, I thought it was good. It was good. I think it's almost good. It was not a strong Italian flavor because I think that oregano and like Italian seasoning, I've had Italian bagels where it just overwhelms the flavor. It, it just tastes like you could really use too much oregano easily. And I think you probably are actually, you lucked out, I think. Or they just hit, made a better bagel than I would. Rob, you have experience with a strongly flavored bagel interrupting your breakfast sandwich consumption during this tournament? Not. <laughs> okay. 
Olive uh, rosemary or, or, or the cinnamon sugar. Is that the one you're talking about? <laughs> no, that's actually not the one. Although I, I was like referencing some like distant past moment, but now that you mention it, yeah, that was actually a really good example. Olive <laughs> rosemary was an overly powerful, pungent, a slightly better example herb- of something that happened on this podcast. Yeah. Yep. Oh man. Yeah. That was terrible. Uh, Nick, let's, let's transition to McCann's. Uh, so you got the two by two by two by two, correct? Yes. What do you yeah, think? Of it? Uh, it, so I'm just going to go. rewrite my notes. Okay. First bite was amazing. And I just, I, I think that's, that's how we start. First bite, I just took one big, big bite of it. And it was amazing. Um, the bacon was crispy but i also felt like not totally crispy like chewy in the middle had great taste very salty i thought which i loved um the egg this is the first time that i've tasted the egg on a breakfast sandwich really and i thought the egg stood out um which to me elevates the breakfast sandwich the roll was it must be it reminds me of like you guys talk about randy ordering the grilled hard rolls like that crispy outside but soft and fluffy inside um but i thought the roll had great taste the cheese was was melted it was the the cheese was kind of oozing out the sides um it tasted different than american i know it probably was american cheese or i'm guessing but i think it's cheddar is it cheddar okay yeah it had a better i I felt a stronger taste and and i wanted that um and then one of my last notes, uh, I wanted more than the than what we had, and it was worth every penny to me. I would definitely go back there um, in a second and get another one. I, you know, that was everything came together great. I thought. Excellent, Andy. What did you think about your two by two by two by two? Well, it's it's interesting because this sandwich is the same because they really only have the one main breakfast sandwich there. They do have that steak sandwich which Randy got the one time. But this is much more my style. So, and I loved it last time. So, I got it again. I think I would just, if you have listened to the podcast at all, people, you know, this is not the place to come for roll definition. But my best <laughs> guess, Nick, is that it's a type of brioche roll because it has that really glossy finish. I think okay. you're right. Okay. And it has yeah. sort of that sweeter taste on the inside. But something I noticed this time, about the brioche is that because it has that glossy finish, it really holds together the roll nicely, which we've had trouble with biscuits and croissants and things flaking and spilling and breaking apart. So it's like a bagel in that, that it stays together really nicely. Um, There's really nothing like it in the tournament. And it's not even that special. It's just a different kind of roll. So I think that's kind of cool. Um, the eggs, I agree. I kind of like to cook my eggs that way at home, although I scramble them a little bit more. It was kind of just fried in a circle and then flipped over into, into a semicircle. So when we cut them in half, you got about a quarter, but it was, they're two eggs. So like Randy was saying about Soho, he wants a little more egg. McCann's delivers that they give you two eggs on each sandwich. And so that, that kind of, you do get the taste a little more prominently and the meat thick but not overcooked i said the same thing about the bacon plus there's ham in there too salty delicious agree with nick i love the cheddar it reminded me of bodega 
like it was kind of spilling out the side. It's a different taste and it's delicious, uh, nice and sharp. So I enjoyed it thoroughly again. I think the only downside for me was that because it's a little bit of a greasy sandwich, the bottom of the brioche was just a little soggy for me, but it was soggy with delicious flavors and, and grease and stuff like that. So it still tasted awesome, but it was great from the first bite of bacon I had to the very last bite. I enjoyed it a lot. Nice. Yeah. I don't, I don't have much to add. I just said great bun, super soft all the way through. So it was just a really soft bite as, as you went through it, but I just wrote more of everything. So it just had that double egg. It had ex- it had way more meat than any sandwich we've seen. And I said that the amount and high quality of the meat was just amazing and excellent. So great sandwich again. I really, again, can't add much to what you guys said. Randy, you went meatless this time. Was it better than your last experience? I felt like it needed something like meat on it. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, so I went with the egg and cheese, uh, and the roll was exactly like Nick described it, um, where it had that hard roll, like that, that side of the roll that's touching the egg was like grilled with like a buttery taste to it and crispy. And I love that. That was amazing. Um, I, I thought it was a pretzel roll, but I could be wrong. Um, okay. I'm definitely wrong. So (laughs) I would push uh, back on that. (laughs) Um, so it is cheddar cheese for sure. Now I know, and, uh, not my favorite cheese. I definitely just prefer the American I've learned over the course of this competition. I'm just a straight up fake square craft American cheese, throw it on a sandwich. I like it better. Um, but the egg was awesome. I loved the amount of egg on this sandwich. Like Nick said, same thing. Uh, it was cooked exactly how I liked. I think it was like a fried egg again. It was like mostly white with some yellow, not scrambled. So it was amazing. Um, so way, yeah, billion times better than the first time. Um, I would get this one for sure again. Uh, I, I think between the roll and the egg, it made it so good. Um, and so we're not thinking, well, so I guess we should talk about this quickly, right, Andy? So it is a little pricey and I don't think they have like a price for just egg and cheese. Cause I'm the only <laughs> idiot that doesn't want meat on my breakfast sandwich. Yeah. Randy said he was going to get an egg and cheese. And I was like, on the morning of, I was like, well, I don't know why. I don't know if Randy doesn't like the meat for any particular reason other than just preference. So I just figured I'd text him and said, hey, instead of ordering a $10.50 egg and cheese sandwich, what if we just split two four ways and we took the meat off of yours? Would that work? And he's like, yeah, definitely. You probably got a little residual flavor from that too. I ate the bacon and cheese from yours and it was delicious. So last yeah. So last time Rob had me try some of the bacon and I'm just not like a bacon guy. I know guys, it's crazy, but I it wasn't for me. Um, otherwise I would have gone for it again. So if you can't get an egg and cheese, it's going to be tough. I wouldn't necessarily recommend going to this place if you're just going to do egg and cheese on a sandwich, but it was really, really good. Like this is kind of what I expected, I guess, Scott's too, which again, wasn't a bad sandwich, but it had like that hard roll-ish quality, which I loved. Um, so yeah, it was, it was good. And just oh, the amount of egg was like perfect. I loved it. 
So Randy, in other words, you're saying if you don't eat meat, you shouldn't go to a butcher shop for your breakfast sandwich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Don't Hot go to take. a butcher shop for your breakfast sandwich. <laughs> they don't have any egg and cheese options. Very hot take. Don't pay 10.50 for an egg and cheese sandwich, but. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. So yeah, it was good. It was really, really good. I'm curious to see how the scores are going to shake. Well, not that curious. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's go through and, and do our rankings. Nick, as our guest, would you tell us your favorite? It sounded, sounded like you're not even a fan of our podcast. Right? Well, I'm curious. Well, I'm not that curious. <laughs> well, I'm not that curious because we kind of have had a little pre-pod talk. So I <laughs> Andy, this, kind of already where, know. This is where Rob stops listening and just turns the pot off. Yeah. <laughs> I, guys, I got to go. <laughs> He's so, got to go, got to go figure out this volleyball situation. Yeah, this it's really <laughs> bothering me. Uh, so, Nick, uh, which one was your favorite, Soho's or McCann's? Uh, McCann's. Soho's was good. McCann's is just the best that I've had. I that was my first time ever trying it. Totally worth it. Right, cool, Andy. Okay, I wish I could have tried Soho with the good bacon. I. I, I think though, even if it had great bacon, I still think McCann's would win because the other aspects of it were better. When I think about McCann's, it's right up my alley. It's mostly meat and cheese heavy with a good roll, <clears throat> but their egg is good too. And because you get two, you actually taste it. It's got good proportions. McCann's sort of, it just hits you over the head with everything. Everything is full of flavor. And it's really rich and delicious. But that's kind of what I said about Village Bakery last week. And I didn't love it. But that's, it seemed like everything there was kind of in that same exact buttery profile. I got a little different taste from each element of this sandwich in McCann's. And I really liked it. Um, I think it is expensive. But I'd probably rather eat a half of one of these sandwiches than a Soho. Although I agree with you guys that Soho's not bad. I mean, this place is in the semifinals. It's got good stuff. I, I got a little burned on the bacon, but it couldn't keep up in McCann's. It's that thing's a that thing's a thoroughbred. Yeah, I I would totally agree. Uh, McCann's just had amazing meat, and Soho was great. If you're on the west side and you want to get a, a bagel breakfast sandwich, I just would recommend you don't get the cinnamon and sugar bagel <laughs> with your breakfast sandwich because it's literally just kind of gross. But otherwise, really good. The sesame bagel had a great chew, and it was just really good. So this was the so we're up to Randy. This was the score I was really curious about. So what did you prefer, Randy? I mean, it doesn't matter. Soho already won, so I guess I don't have to give my score. So come on, Randy, come on. please vote. Um, actually, Soho lost. I forgot we do the points backwards from every other sport besides golf. Oh, I thought uh, Soho won. Oh, I. Uh, I so I'm going to take the price out of it, fully take it out because I've not been using price at all and on the rest of them. And if I had the two sitting in front of me, I think I would go McCann's over Soho without the price. Um, they're both, I really like them both. It's you know, what I'm realizing too in the tournament is when you compare bagels to rolls or a different type of bread, it is getting a little bit tough. Um, because they are just two different sandwiches, but I think the extra egg and the way, like 
Nick said perfectly. Like it was just, the egg was just so good. That's exactly my type of egg, more egg than Soho. And the roll with that hard roll piece to it was really, really good. So and it's interesting you say that Randy, because on the other side of the finals, we now have McCann's in, but we have balsam on the other side. And I describe man's as McCann's is banging you over the head while these flavors balsam is the optimum version of a bagel sandwich it's a tight little package that works perfectly together so despite that a bagel place did beat a bakery that makes these delicious french rolls and stuff like that so that's kind of interesting it'll be another good matchup i i was thinking the same thing like i think next the finals can be very tough because you are comparing like two different things and i've also had i don't even know maybe balsam three times how many times have we had balsam now yeah so it's good I'm, like i don't know which bagel to i've only gotten the french toast bagel do we i will talk about it off pod but like you know i'd like some some advice here i don't know what to go for because i kind of already have in my head what that is yeah, but I don't know. I don't know that anything could live up to it, you know? I, know. I, I think I think I'm going to get it again because it's the finals and you need the, the best. best showing. Yeah. They do, they do have a really good rosemary olive bagel that goes well with the <laughs> sandwich that if you like the Italian, jump over to that one. <laughs> okay. I don't want I don't want to relitigate this for the millionth time. But so- Soho bagels just got swept in the semis it could have been a different place i this is the only bracket of the tournament where i disagreed with both votes i disagreed with the play in round vote i voted for bodega i disagreed with i voted against soho and i do still think it's just a good breakfast sandwich but the other places were better i voted for bagels etc i don't know is there anything we want to do with there's been there's been a little talk off the air about possibly having a little second chance round before the final bringing a bringing a couple favorites back or bringing in a place that we haven't been to before for the hosts of the show what are we thinking about this do we want to do this do we want to eat another breakfast sandwich before the finals were so close to being done do you mean several more breakfast sandwiches before the finals? That is correct. <laughs> I, I am all for throwing a curveball into this already curvy competition. So I'm in. Rob's in. Randy? This is the first time I've heard of it, but it sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. We definitely have not talked about this multiple times before the podcast, but yes, I am definitely in. Sorry to spring this on you, Randy. Jeez, guys. <laughs> More of our gotcha Move journalism. Next time. <laughs> I don't think I know what journalism is, but gotcha something. Okay. So because this would be theoretically our next episode, Rob, who do you want to bring back? I think we leave it as a mystery for our guests. Okay. And just drop the episode, have a mystery lineup of sandwiches, some some favorites, some uh some out of left fielders and just some randos and just drop them on our fans. So all of those were plural, Rob. So are we doing six sandwiches? Oh, no. Yeah, we need two left fielders. Okay. We need two. <laughs> 
Awesome. Two not okay. in, venue, in two coming back. Okay. <laughs> One more tournament. Can any of them tournament. be Mediterranean themed at least? <laughs> Give me a little bit out here. Just a nice yeah, little, pasta. Yeah. Throw some feta on that one from uh, Bodega. Laura's. I've been like I've been working out for the past couple months. No, like making pretty much no gains. I'm like maybe that's why I'm heavier this morning. You know, I'm putting on muscle. She's like, or maybe it's the breakfast sandwiches you eat every <laughs> single weekend. I was like, that's probably it. One meal a week, nah. I think. Yeah, you're right, Andy. She's wrong. You're right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, Randy, you're 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 swole, man. You've been hitting the weights hard. That's why you're heavier than you. Have you ever deadlifted this much weight? I've never deadlifted in my life, so no. This is it. It's all deadlift muscle. You're good. Hey, Thanks. Nick, if if you could enter one place into our tournament right now that we have not had, would it be sh- something from Schmegs or BTBs now? I think so. Nick, you told me off air bagels, etc. Oh, I yeah. I also said that. Yep, when we were dining over the tuna pasta. Yes, yes. <laughs> Having some spanakopita and some pasta. Yeah. <laughs> Just a couple of guys looking out over the Mediterranean. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, well, that sounds fun. We'll do that. Um, might be some a new place or two. There might be some old favorites. Who knows? We shall see. Winner of that enters a three-way finals and we'll probably get spanked by one of these two powerhouses, but it'll be fun. It'll be, it'll be a blast. So Nick, as our guest and as a longtime listener, you know that we wrap up the show with peeves and plugs. It's a famous segment, famous oh. segment. Do you have any peeves and do you have any plugs? I have a lot of peeves, Rob, <laughs> okay. but I'm not going to do that to everyone. Okay. I'm going to go with a plug. There is a little bakery by me called Golden Harvest Bakery, um, and it's in Wheatland, on the border of Wheatland and Chilai uh, on Union Street, and they make delicious food. Donuts are handmade and amazing. Last night, we had an apple pie from there. Kate said it was one of the best apple pies she's ever had. As I've already mentioned, I'm not much of a sweets guy. I did dive into the apple pie and I had to stop myself from eating the whole thing. It was incredible. Um, they have pretzel dogs, which are hot dogs, obviously wrapped in pretzels and pretzel bagels and uh, or not pretzel bagels, pizza bagels and pretzel pizzas, I believe. Um, and just really good food. So that is one place I will plug. I almost blew that for you because you mentioned the pie to us via text recently and I almost asked about it during the weekend food. So I'm glad you brought it up because that's you had, you were raving about it. It was good. That's a well great, worked. that's a great plug. Yeah. Andy, do you have any peeves or plugs? Uh, <clears throat> no, no peeves. Quick update. I recommended the gatehouse to my brother last episode when he was in town, he loved it. They tried everything. They had a pizza. They each got a uh, couple people got burgers and he even said the nachos were good. Which I didn't even know they had nachos, but I would imagine it's good there. I love that place. But my actual plug is following recipes. I had two great recipe experiences this week. First one, which I think you guys saw photos of was I made my first Detroit style pizza last week and it was so good. 
The only thing I didn't have was that brick cheese that you're supposed to use. So I just went online and they said you could mix a couple cheeses to, to make it pretty close, but it was awesome. Kind of similar to Buffalo pizza. The sauce recipe was kind of close to what I use for when I make my Buffalo pizzas, but I did make fresh dough with yeast and everything. And so that made a big difference. And uh, you get that crispy, crunchy edge on the pan. That was awesome. And so that was the Detroit style pizza from Sirius Eats, J. Kenzie Lopez Alt. He's one of their big people who does a bunch or used to do a bunch of stuff for them. Uh, and then the other recipe, I love chocolate chip cookies and I'm always in search for the ones my mom used to make. The thinner, really brown around the edges. And I like the ones with the ripples. So there's a recipe that's kind of famous this lady made where you bang the pan during the cooking and it like sits them down and it makes these ridges. Well, I found this other recipe that someone said they could do that, make the cookies like that without any of the work that you have just to do. I was like, okay, pants. cool. Just based on uh, with the science of her or whatever. I don't know. It's called Scientifically Sweet. I just found a picture of it on Instagram one time, kind of like an advertisement, you know me. And it's called Caramelized Ripple Chocolate Chip Cookies. They were maybe the best cookies I've ever made. They were so good. It, my wife doesn't really like that type, the thin, crispy edges. She said these were amazing. Now we've, we've, we made dough and then we just made them in batches of two over the past. Like there was a couple of days where we made them and so we had them fresh out of the oven. They were so good. So I would check those two recipes out if you're looking for pizza or cookies. So they're, they're, they've got that brown crust, but are they also like a little caramely chewy kind of too? Yes. Right in the middle. Cause you kind of, you cook them at 375, which is a little higher than some recipes. And so they spread out, but then they set fast and that's what keeps pushing those ridges out. And then they're just soft and chewy in the middle. Cause you don't cook them for super long either. So nice. I recommend. Awesome. Uh, Randy, do you have any peeves or plugs? Um, I have a few plugs. Uh, so couple things, um, some news, iron tug brewery, the one that was on Ridge road is moved to park Ave. Um, I'd been there a couple times, really liked it there. So that's good news. Also, there's a new brewery that opened up where Laurel used to work in, um, uh, Pittsford, uh, shown plaza, maybe I can't, I always forget the name of the place, shown but, place, uh, shown place. Um, Copperleaf Brewing. They've been working on the place for five years. It felt like a very long time. Like they, it, it felt like they were going to open and they never did. So they're finally opening, which is awesome. I want to check it out. It looked like it was going to be really cool inside there. Um, so those are a couple of Rochester places that I'd say check out. Opening looked pretty good. Awesome. I I finally got uh, I finally got a. DNC subscription. So I actually read both articles and knew what you're talking about for once. It was nice. Yeah. I was going to say, I think I followed the same people on Twitter as Randy. Cause I saw a couple stories about those places. Oh, also one other thing, more of national news, uh, new Ben and Jerry's flavor, limited edition flavor for this summer is uncooked, uncooked dough. Wait, Rob, why don't you do your plug? Cause I, I okay. screwed up. <laughs> It's essentially uh, un undoed. It's a send. It sounds awesome, like right up my alley. It's cookie dough and brownie batter ice cream. Hmm. 
Um, so I'm very excited about that. Randy, you got to get to Sonic and get that scoop of cookie dough thing that I got. Yeah. I didn't want to say it on air, but I'm definitely going to Sonic tomorrow (laughs) on the way home from work. Again, I think they have those in Mediterranean, wherever your diet is. (laughs) You can cheat a little, right? Cheat day, cheat hour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got a couple of peeves and a couple plugs as, as per usual. Um, so there's, my, my first peeve is a side peeve. I bit like the very, very base of my tongue with like my molar. And it, it was one of those like sharp pains that like is like underneath your earlobe. And it was horrible. And it was, it was just such a painful, horrible thing. Rob so brought this up. The first thing we talked about when I got online was him talking about this. So of course it, it's in the, the peeves. You know what? It wasn't going to be in a peeve until you're like, I know what your peeve's going to be. Uh, but what are you peeving with biting your own tongue yourself yes i my molars are too sharp uh that's peeve one peeve two this dude that i follow on instagram he's like this health food kind of guy he he does these tours of like aldi's and costco and's like hey you should buy this you shouldn't buy this and i i'm a huge costco fan so i like his videos but one thing he does in the videos annoys me so much. And that's when he calls his followers fam. I hate when people are like, Hey fam, it's, it's the most annoying thing ever. But my plug is Costco, which is amazing. And Costco, I found something at other oh, two things at Costco. One thing I want to recommend to you, Randy, specifically that I haven't tried, but this guy who calls everyone fam recommends highly. They're called peel, peely nuts, like P-I-L-I. He said that they're like very low in carbs, like high in good fats. Like they're really buttery and, and delicious. I, I got to go get, pick up some myself. But then this is something that I have tried, umami powder. And so do you guys know what like umami powder is? Have you guys ever heard of this? I know what umami is, that flavor. Yeah. Yeah, it's like this. It's like this savory flavor that mushrooms have. It's like one. It's like one of the 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 tastes. Like there's like sour, sweet, salty, and umami is one of the flavors. And so this powder is actually made from like ground up mushroom, like dried mushrooms, and it's like a salty, uh, just really good. You can put it on eggs. You get any anything savory. It's it's really good. So uh, check out that umami powder from Costco, Rob. I have to mention something. Do you remember a couple episodes ago when you're, it was like in peeves and plugs and you're like kids wearing rug rats gear. Oh, I remember. Did you see the thing I sent you on Twitter today? So it is, this has become so much a part of like pop culture that the Arizona Cardinals put out a graphic today of their draft class like their new draft picks, but drawn as Rugrats characters. And at the top, it says Cardinals in the Rugrats font. And I'm like, I can't believe that this is actually that popular. It's so confusing to me that the NFL is like marketing stuff as Rugrats. It's so bizarre. The the Rugrats are a cultural phenomenon. It's insane. They're like a thing. Uh, very bizarre. Unbaked. That was the name of the Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I got it wrong. <laughs> Thank you for saving me from my bizarre rant about Rugrats. 
Hey, thanks, Randy. Well, I think that about does it. Any guys, anything to add before we wrap things up? No, thank you to Nick. And uh, please check out our Instagram at Talking Trash Rock R O C and Talking Trash Rock at gmail.com if you have any questions or queries for, for us on the pod. We definitely check it regularly. <laughs> Just kidding. I got to check the email. I keep forgetting. You should uh, make but... it part of your pre show ritual, Rob. Yeah, I was going to, but I was tired. And so I forgot. Touche. But, but next time, and you know, last time I did that, no one had emailed. So, uh, <laughs> oh, it, maybe uh, shoot us an email if you have any recommendations for a, a potential, you know, Ooh, entry last, into last this. chance or whatever. Yeah, last Sam. We'll figure out some sort of name. Last chance, Sanj, which, mm. oh, God. Rolls okay. Off the Should have wrapped up a couple minutes ago. Meatloaves. <laughs> so, uh, Thanks again, Nick, for joining us. You're a great guest. And, you know, folks out there, keep keep eating and talking trash. Trash talking about plates from the rock that we ate. Ones we love, ones we hate. Some are good, some are great. One meat, two sides, hot sauce. We're your guides, Rob, Andy, and Randy, and sometimes a guest. One time I looked over and thought I saw a mouse or something run across my floor, but it, it wasn't anything. Thank so goodness. I, yeah, it's fine. That would have, could have been a live peeve. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs>